Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Sam the Man secures a significant point in Longford. I love all the talking points. Two for free listeners and 21 if you're signed up on Patreon. So do sign up to hear them. We'll also hear about the Loud Horrors of Gut and Defeat in Armagh and also we'll have a rookie report as well. But first, Oasis. Before I begin the podcast, I would just like to wish my condolences to three clubs who lost three amazing servants in this past couple of days. Um, Tony Coma from the Dundalk Gales, the man of Parnells lost Colin Quinn then in Australia. I remember Colin, he was big midfielder. Um, I was that age, I was that impressionable young age where I'm going to Loud Games early noughties and Ken Riley, big Stabannon midfielder, has another midfielder alongside him from Stabannon, 20 year old, playing 2002 against Longford. I always remember, I always remember Christy Grimes' display in that game. But I was thinking, jeez, we, we have a midfielder now for the next 20 odd years um, in Colin Quinn. He won a senior championship in 17, played for a few more years after that, and then I suppose like a, a whole lost generation. He went to Australia. Not that he was lost. He had an absolute uh, ball down there by all accounts and a great character. And it's just shocking to hear his passing um, so young. And then the Dundalk Gales, on the way down to Longford today, absolutely rocked by the news of Barry McDermott, the chairman, uh, his passing. Absolutely uh, shook me really hardly on the way down because... Haven't gotten to know Barry really well in this past couple of seasons, just in his role and in following the Ireland's journey. Then, then that year they wanted the All Ireland uh, semi final. Should have beat that Kerry team. Barry still would say that to me every time I met him. And just what a force of nature he was. How like these are the people. These are the fabric of the GA. The likes of Barry, Tony, and uh, Colin Quinn as well, but uh, certainly Barry. Like in an age when when people don't have time to volunteer, Barry was doing ever, everything and taking on more for that club, even driving on the lady side of the club as well. And it's just it's just an absolutely tragic loss. Um, absolutely wonderful person, great character, quick quick witted. Um, loved the Liverpool Man United banter as well. Um, I really enjoyed his company. Um, such a passionate man when he came to the Irelanders as well. I was remember in 2020 in Darvor that year he was just really passionate really wanted his club to do well put so much into it into those uh, young players and even underage players uh, such a loss his wife and his young family um, absolutely tragic uh, I, just, I just I just can't get over it and uh, it just shows how, how life can be so cruel but so short and so sudden as well um, so I just wish even the whole club down there that well and that to find some solace in thinking of Barry and, and the great memories he did leave behind. Even even his first my first memories of him, this crazy goalkeeper for the Irelanders back in the nineties. Um I always remember him standing there and then I remember him managing the underage teams, one of probably thousands of minor of underage teams he would have managed. Um so yeah, arrest you, go ahead and go on him. Right, so moving on to what happened today in Longford. Um, I'll get to the hurlers as well. Um, this is the free podcast, so you're going to get 
you're going to get the run through the game. You're going to get reaction from Mickey Hart. We're going to talk about the hurlers as well to finish. And you'll get two talking points. On the, the Patreon, if you sign up, you get all 21 um, Patreon uh, exclusive talking points from today's game, today's draw in Longford. And there's questions at the end too. i go through them, what people are sending in and what their thoughts are as well after the game. Um, so do sign up. A lot of people did sign up last week after the, the leash um, result. So hopefully we get a few more this week and grow the community and have the crack and uh, get the interactions going. And also, a uh, good time to sign up at the start of the month. You get the whole month of February and then you obviously have the whole back catalogue. I looked at the other day, I think it was about uh, 225 other podcasts there. And there's other bits as well, like... Uh, messages and emails and posts and videos and everything all up there as well like from today you had updates as soon as I knew it the seven changes were lashed up and I suppose that's where we start the loud team that took that took the field to play showed seven changes from last week um, James Califf started in goals he might be a talking point later on the full back line um, Dan Corcoran Dermot Campbell and Donald McKenney Said the half was now Sharkey, and then right half was Owen Callahan, and left half was Liam Jackson. In the middle of the field remained the same as last week: Connor Early and Bevan Duffy in the engine room. Right wing was Kieran Bourne, on the forty was Samuel Ryan, and the left wing once again reclaiming this place and position was Kieran Downey. And then in the full forward line, whole new full forward line, it was Ryan Bourne's. I suppose, actually, no, it was Tyke McEnany, Connor Grimes and Ryan Bournes. So that's the way we lined out. Um, Longford made three changes from their, their opening day loss to Limerick. And once again, it was it, you could sense the pressure from both teams, uh, the way that both sides set up. There was no real goal mount action. There was nothing. There was one wide loud register, one wide in the opening nine minutes. It was very much... Um, loud playing against the wind and Longford happy for us to, to nearly have the ball which is bizarre um, and we played much better um, against the wind uh, as it transpired um, Samurai gets the first score of the game a goal turnover in the middle of the field from Conor Early F- funnels the way all the way up the field Sam has played in a deeper position but he, he so he, he's more elusive when in that sort of a breakdown and in that transition Jackson uh, feeds him over the top hand pass cuts through and Sam composes himself slows himself down like we've seen him do with the jocks and slots it into the bottom corner a goal to no score up and you thought right let's get going then as per last week it's uh, the response comes from Longford um, Jason Matthews a full forward whips over a point Erlo Sullivan comes again up the field he had a couple of pot shots early on that didn't even make it but he got t- lost possession he kicks, he kicked one over and then Paddy Fox came up from cornerback so they're, they're levelling after uh, 15 minutes of play and then we had to we had to kind of change the, change the way we were playing we had to kind of put um, Sam inside swap him around we had to um, continue with the slow play slow build up play um, and working that ball up the field Casey kicked the point and he kicked another one two in a row one two to three really good points now really narrow awkward angles but he backs himself like he usually does and clips it over and Darren Gallagher gets a free he did start we thought he wouldn't he went off with a heavy head injury the week before but he, he was deemed fit enough to start and he, he got a free 
like he always does and Sam bookended the half with a free to make it 1-3 to 4 at half time possibly we definitely deserve to win um, against the wind at two points up but possibly should have had more of a lead and could have went for a little bit more and uh, but we didn't and in the start of the second half they uh, they scored four in the first half and I said it to the lads around me in the press box I says well we get four points in the second half I think if we get four points in the second half we win and it, as it transpired we got three and drew so um, James Jason Matthews gets another one he gets an early free um, Kieran Downey gets an absolutely wonderful score which was a whipper just whipped it in again the, uh, with the wind at his back and just kind of it just sailed over the bar 1-4 to 5 then Gallagher with another free they go on another three in a row scoring run James Moran levels the game in the 45th minute and then uh, about seven, six or seven minutes later, um, Gallagher gets a gets another free. I think it was uh, Owen Callahan that, that fouled. So that that put them in in front for the first time in the game in the sixty first minute. You could feel the pressure, and um, they were going right through. Dermot Campbell makes a wonder tackle, but um, Sam gets a really good score to level it from play. A uh, real leadership point. He took it on. It was like an isolation one on one in basketball. And he hooked it up over the, the opposing marker and then just whipped it over the bar. Um, Desi Reynolds <coughs> got the, what looked like the winner. He hit the post just earlier, but he looked like he got the winner. Um, 1-5 to 9. And uh, we worked the ball up the field. Sam has a free. He misses it. We, we get the ball again. It goes up the field. It's deep into injury time. Seven minutes near, going into the eighth minute, I think. Um, and... Peach Callow picks the ball up, ball's worked up the field, here on down, he's re-hairing kind of out, out from a good bit out now, and then Daniel Reynolds pulls it down, he gets a black card, Sam has all the pressure, just needs to pitch it up into the wind, have a missed an earlier one just before that, by kind of hooking it short and low, he makes no mistake this time, pitching it into the wind, 1-6 to 9 points, and uh, the referee, Niall McKenna, blows the, blows the game up, and, uh, Look at it, it was probably always going to end in a draw. It was kind of, kind of a game that neither team wanted to win or nearly didn't really need or wanted to lose the game more. So, so a point to piece it is. Um, plenty of talking points to go through. Um, we're going to hear now from Loud Manager Mickey Hart. It's a, it's another one, it's another long interview. Um, you'll hear me at the end just asking about. Uh, Probably six minutes in, you'd hear me ask about the uh, the learning and the game management, and is the players learning quick enough? I wanted to ask that a couple of weeks ago, but Mickey um, does answer towards the end. So maybe if you want to fast forward or skip through or listen through the whole lot, um, we'll hear from Mickey Hart now. Okay, just coming in three, two, one. Mickey, uh, I suppose with two or three minutes in that game to go, it wasn't looking too good that you want to get something out of it. You certainly had to settle, and we're happy to settle. I think for the was the draw in the end. Well, for sure we were at the end. At half time, we wouldn't have settled for that. We thought we'd done a good job in the first half. Believed that we were playing more against the breeze and with it. There wasn't a direct breeze up and down the field. It was more across the field, but it was into that bottom corner, and we felt that we uh, did a good job to be two up at half time, and felt we were capable of going on and winning the game. But they settled into the second half very well. We didn't tick our chances that we might have created. 
uh, in early in that first half, so that gives them the oxygen to come back into the game. And at the stage, they were one up there and near the end missed the second one that would have killed us off. But I, I think again, and it's not being sort of looking for something out of nothing, but there was a serious a serious fight in our men to get that draw because it had been so easy to say we're beaten today and there's another defeat and all the rest of it and they didn't say that and I think that's to their credit it's still not as good as two points but it's a hell of a lot better than none The first half a very cagey affair it was uh, kind, of, kind of pedestrian first half wasn't it? Well we were happy with the first half because we didn't need to be you know, very progressive and, and pushing and taking chances our, our game was contained them in the first half and, and we did that and actually went ahead so I felt we were very happy with how we performed in the first half um, but you know we felt we should have been able to push on a bit more in the second half but that's not the way it happened um, it was kind of became a bit of a dogfight and I'm sure they'll be kicking themselves didn't get the two points because they had a really good chance to go two up with no time left so it's, it's small margins here it's fine margins and that one point will, I believe will be so significant at the end of the season I think it'll be a very significant point we got there today even though we dearly would have needed to get two but I'll take that one any day mm, and I mean as you say you were happy with the way the lads <coughs> kept uh, going and going to the foot and whistle obviously you knew there was five plus minutes to be added and uh, you, you didn't give up the chase no that's it you see that, that's really knife edge football there you know you're down with a, with a point and, and, and you're into added time injury time and everything counts every touch of the ball every pass you know every movement that you make is critical and you know we had to fight that to the better end and, and they had possession coming up the field and we actually won it James, James Callum was out about 60 yards there and lucky enough or, or because he was, had the presence enough to be in the place where the ball was likely to break he took it while he was on the ground and he gave a pan pass off that was a wonderful piece of play to be able to do that and then to convert that into like if Kieran hadn't been fouled he was going on for at least a point so I think you know I think it shows a lot about the beginning if you like of the building of character in this team and, and you know that's stage one or phase one of a programme that needs of work that needs to be done so if you haven't got character it doesn't matter what skill you have and I believe there's good skill in this team but I think they need that character building process to be able to avail of the skill sets that they have and I mean uh, well, there were seven changes from last week Mickey you mentioned James Calliffe um, probably hadn't a, a whole lot to do in terms of saves or whatever but um, uh, it was a big decision to bring him in I well I mean he's, he's in there for a purpose he's in there to see how he can comp- contribute to this team and you don't know how he can contribute if he doesn't get games so that's why he was entitled to the game today um, I suppose we, the miss, we missed Lenny because of his injury last week and we missed Colin McKeever out of that team too because he's a beaver and a worker gets on a lot of ball you know, so um, and, and we have a number of men who you know haven't trained much with us, like key men in this team who have been come from the club scene with a lot of injury, and they haven't the same work put in as the other players have. So I think that kind of catches up on them a little bit. And and the more we play the game, and the more they get time to train, then I think that we can begin to get better at what we're doing. The fact that you got something out of the game, and it was a real dog fight from start to finish, Mickey. Do you think that's going to galvanise this group? Well, I think it's a good place to be, to be in a, in a battle like that. And, and, and I said to the players too, I mean, this is Division 3, it's not Division 4. So you've got to expect a bigger challenge. And coming up from Division 4, you know, and we, we won through there pretty well after we got over the first round defeat. Uh, that was good enough then, but this is a higher ask of us. And we have to get used to dealing with a bigger challenge. And every day we go out this season, it's going to be a bigger challenge than it was last season. So I think the more we begin to accept that, belief or that, that truth then, then we will get better
Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a two-week break now before you head to Limerick. Would that give you a chance now maybe to get some more fellas uh, back? I know you've been carrying a few knocks and bruises. Yeah, we hope that we'll have some back, but it'll give us another two weeks to get some of the players who missed quite a bit of the pre-season training two more weeks under their belt. So that's all good. But, I mean, looking at Limerick when they played uh, Westmeath, or when they played uh, Longford there, they looked pretty sharp. They went up to Antrim yesterday and beat them in their own backyard. So it doesn't get any easier. But, you know, we can't throw our hands up in the air and say this is an impossible task. We've got to take each game at a time, prepare the best we can and see where that takes us. So overall, Mickey, just on reflection here today, not a bad day's work in the end to come away with the result the way it was, it was going in the last few minutes to, to, to eke out the result. Well, absolutely. Any point is always better than none. And that point, I do believe, will be a significant point come the end of the season. Mickey, just in terms of the, the team with a few more debuts today, um, just in, in terms of selection, that have you an idea in your head perhaps what the strongest team is? You haven't been able to have everybody available yet, which, which probably hinders that. No, we haven't had everybody available, and I suppose if you have people in the squad on match day, you want to see what they can do in the white hot heat of what this is a Division 3 dogfight. Uh, so it's good to get those players from game time it doesn't mean to say that we don't know our best team uh, because there is no such thing as your best team there's, there's the, the, the team that's on form at any given time and so we're trying to pick the players through the training that are showing a bit of form and trying to give them a bit of a chance and that's just the way it is Is there a ray of learning or the learning significantly for yourself as a management you always learn every day you go out there's something to learn if you thought there wasn't then you probably aren't too smart so we always have to learn when we go out we're learning every day we go out and I've never been to a football match at schools level at club level at county level anywhere that you haven't learned something and sometimes the learning is costly and sometimes it isn't quite so costly and uh, sometimes you get away by the skin of your teeth sometimes you win games and don't learn as much as you ought to sometimes you lose games and learn an awful lot so that's the way this world works that's the way sport works so I think every day we learn and the most important thing is that every day our players learn and I think the players have an experience of last week and how that game went they have experience of this week now so they have two very good experiences in this, at this level where they can call on that experience as they go into the next game I think it's in terms of the real learning is that coming in the players game management well that always has to be there there's game management needed in every game and I suppose that was some of the things maybe that we didn't do as well as we ought to have done last week when we had the breeze in our back we probably were a bit passive rather than more forceful and incisive but it was getting that balance between being you know, passive and, and playing with control and trying to make something happen we had to get that balance right we probably hadn't that balance right in the first half but in the second half I think we showed a real good bit of heart again where we were up against it because they could do quick fire goals and it was easy to capitulate last week and we didn't so we kept fighting to the end so there's lots to be learned in that second half and lots to be learned in the first half I think the same out there today we worked so hard to put ourselves in a really good place but we didn't capitalise on that so it's, it's about all of that again it's about really nailing down a good position by driving on rather than sort of waiting and hoping to see what will happen we've got to make things happen Last question does that frustrate you that the players are not learning quick enough for you? No, no. I mean, if you're going to be frustrated about players making mistakes and weather conditions like that, then you're probably not a realist. So we have to understand what the conditions they're playing under and the challenges that are out there for them. And, you know, we all make mistakes. I have no problem with mistakes. I would have a problem with how people respond or react to mistakes. And as long as people are getting up off their backside again and trying hard and trying to overcome the errors that they make as soon as they make them, then, then I have no issue with that at all. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Mickey. 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 Thanks, Mick
So it's nice to hear from Mickey and hear he'll answer any question you throw at him uh, about that learning aspect. Are we are we working on it? Are, are we learning enough um, against the wind, managing the conditions, um, the situation in the game? Um, he feels you can't get frustrated, and he maybe we we feel we are we are learning. Um, maybe not as quick as he would like. I, I'd imagine, but a loss last week. A draw this week, so maybe we'll get a win in the fortnight's time when, when Mickey gets more of a grip on the players um, and on his team. Right, we'll, we'll get on now and we'll talk about the talking points. And the first talking point I'm going to talk about is Dermot Campbell's tackle. I mentioned in the in the playthrough there, but it was it was just absolutely, absolutely um, just timed so well. It was a little bit high, but he had to be high because... The long for the attacker just driving through. If he goes through, it's game over. It's goal, near certain goal. But he, he done so well to stop him, hold him up, dispossess him, not give away the free, all in one motion. Because if Longford, even if they got a score, they would have been put them probably four scores in a row and it probably would have pushed them to their advantage. They had actually, they had a score, they had a chance when they were one up with De- Desi Reynolds. They had a chance to go two up. Ross McNairney had a, had a free, but he, t- he, t- he, he wasn't as accurate as Sam. Um, but that tackle was just such good play and Dermot Campbell came back in at number three like he never was away he, he was really really good really impressive um, so he was and it, it was uh, yeah, it was a testament to him now to go back in there full back natural habitat and uh, he was very very solid um, didn't give his man any change I know he got maybe he got an early score but that was it really kind of snuffed him out completely he outpaced him for one ball as well he was behind and then, and then in the foot race and I got ahead of him picked the ball up just along the loud bench there in Glenn Brothers Pierce Park then uh, talking point number two and it's probably it's it's it's, it's their best performers on the day and probably the unlikeliest source um, Connor Early again magnificent walk right around the field um, attacking the ball in the air Um getting turnovers getting breaks and setting off uh, counter attacks he's been really really good really outstanding and then now Sharkey again completely snuffs out Joe Hagen or Hagen as they say down there and he was brilliant now Sharkey absolutely ferocious driving up the field um, getting on possession at centre half obviously, obviously a freer role and much more suited his uh, glide style in terms of driving at players and going up the field with the ball in hand he's very comfortable at doing but um, for me they were both brilliant and both key to getting that draw now I know Sam gets the plaudits I'll talk about Sam now and more of the talking points um, but those two those uh, two boys really stuck out and showed that guts that fighting spirit that Mickey's talking about there as well speaking of fighting spirit um so that's your two free, loud and proud talking points. If you want the 19 extra ones, sign up now, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Speaking of fighting spirit, the loud haulers really, really, really were, I was gutting. I was following the game and it was just such a good performance. They really put it up to arm out. It put a big, heavy score on them in the Maguire Cup early on in the season. But Laird had a Laird had a really solid team out. Like looking on paper, that's probably the strongest Laird team in a long, long time. 
the balance is right. You have uh, so many hard-working players, so many skilled haulers. You have a good free-taker. You have attacking potency inside, even in, if you want to go small ball or long direct ball. Bit of a bench there building as well with Sean Keneally coming in and Andrew Mackin coming off the bench. Mark Gatton as well, the new player from Wexford. Um, the starting team was Rory Morrissey and goals uh, debutant. Uh, I think he's a Dublin player based now in the Feckins club. He's in in goals. Dolan Ryan, Danny Morgan, Andrew Smith, who's outstanding left full. Liam Malloy is back in and half back. Um, Connor Quigley sent the half. Jamie McDonald is standing as well. Phelan Joyce and Peter Fortune working so well as a midfield pairing. Then um, Shawnee Crosby and Niall Keenan on the two wings. Really good haulers. Um, big men. Keenan's really mobile around the pitch as well. And then Darren Gagan on the 40, pulling strings and, and stroking over seven frees on the day. Conor Dean sizzled over a sideline before getting the, the opening, opening goal. And then Gareth Hall is an Oxbridge teammate. They're working together. He started inside full forward as a big kind of battering ram. And then Paul Matthews beside him as well. He finished with 1-1 as well. But they, they, led so, they led from the start. They played so well. They won 1-8-7 up at half time. Paul Matthews got a gets a goal after half time um, to put them two eight to seven ahead, seven points up, but then Armagh just build and come back into it. They uh, they just drive on. Oh McGuinness gets a, gets a goal. He comes comes off the bench, gets a goal after uh, after Paul Matthews early goal. They go and then hit another. Uh, they get one five then to push them push them uh, two fifteen to two ten ahead. I think it is. If I remember, yeah, and they uh, just drive on, and Laird just get a get a get a goal again to Mark Gahan to level it, and uh, they just Armagh just edged it at the end to their their free taker Dean Gaffney was very good. He got the kind of final free to put put them ahead. Um, a long way out free, Darren Gagan gets, and just just slightly out of his range doesn't doesn't get the required accuracy and what have you and we just go down by the cruelest margin in the cruelest way in the cruel opener in the athletic grounds but it, look at I mentioned during the rapid fire podcast and listen to it during the week uh, you can listen to it again um, that's a hell of a performance and we're really going to build and that's a team that needs to stay together and win the Larry Mara Cup because it's well able for it they're going to play Home game next against Roscommon, who are probably the best team in it, haven't gotten relegated last season. But they had them at home, and then that'll tee them up nicely for the still looks like make or break game between Laudamon and 26 February. Um, so hard luck to the to the horrors, but um, look at there's still plenty there. Absolutely, yeah, I was just so proud listening in and hearing in and following updates on that game. But um, yeah, that's it for episode one eight three of the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast, the free one on a Sunday night as usual. Um, thanks very much, and please do sign up and support the Loud Ladies. Begin their um, league campaign as well in a split league. Also, they I, they have um, Jack McNamee. He's joined Wayne Freeman now, so I might catch up with them and maybe one of the players to preview their their league campaign and the ta- the prospects on it. So that'll be out during the week. And uh, that's everything. So from a, a state of we could have won, and then happy with the happy to just get the last gasp draw from Longford. Um, it's one point gained. Uh, Mickey feels it's going to be significant. Hopefully it will be. Thanks very much for listening, and I will chat to you again Sunday night. And if not. 
during the week. Good luck. Bye-bye. Say love and say me proud today.